Morning, Los Angeles. Hope you got your flu shot. Reports in five states that a strange virus is going around, so if you're not feeling well, go home, take care of yourself. Push the red button. I've never go. done this before. Yeah. Welcome to Monday Morning Coffee Talk with yeah. Bob and Linda. Wait, yeah. long show. Yeah. And apparently, we've totally forgotten how to even record a podcast at this I've point. So this will never get on the air. I've got nothing uh, to do with it. <laughs> Hi. Greetings. <laughs> it's like we just did this uh, like yesterday or something. Um, well, this is the updated right after the show version of uh, Mindless Dribble with Scott and Sarah. Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, Episode four, not fade away. Yeah, which is becoming <laughs> the lead of the slow burn. Uh, this was, but it this jumps was forward very... what nine days that these people have had to get used to living behind the fences and the military comfort zone, mm-hmm. which isn't so very comfortable. Now it starts out with a good little exposition by Mister Chris, uh, who's been up on rooftops observing uh, the rest of the fucked up world outside his new gated community. So nine days have gone by, and he he's scoping out some stuff in what is now called the dead zone, which is apparently where the National Guard has gone and cleared out everything. Six mile radius. Of yeah, nothing which alive. Is, they've been busy. That's 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 well, no they've small had nine feat. days. Yeah, but that's we're talking about. Actually, city. it opens up with I I thought it was rather fitting with Lou Reed's perfect day. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. Chris in the swimming pool. It's yeah. Yeah, it's uh, very shit's about to hit the fan, kids. <laughs> the, the, the cinematography in this continues to impress me, and that they're they're trying for some very kind of artsy, long, you know, very atmospheric shots, which has always uh, kind of been a staple of, of both series. And so, yeah, it was, and I I thought it was a dream sequence at first, and then I I realized it was like, oh yeah, these people are kind of back to normalcy, you know, in this little. Bubble every morning at 8 a.m., the power comes back on. Yeah, and uh, you know, you see Travis out running and waving to a neighbor, and hi, neighbor, uh, we're not in the apocalypse or anything. Everybody smile and be happy in Pleasantville. Yeah, because there are men with guns wandering around making sure that we remain happy and yeah. healthy, and yeah. Yeah, it's not going to be good. No, and uh, so we were introduced to a couple of new characters early on in the episode, um, not the least of which is... Uh, you know, kind of the main National Guard guy who's already, you know, signing up to be basically douche nozzle military guy of the show that I'm sure is not talking about Sean Housley's um, soldier that Ophelia hooked up with. Well, yeah, we'll get there. Or the main guy. No, the main guy. The the guy who's playing golf. No, no, no. He seems cool. He's He's just trying to get a little, he's (laughs) trying to get a little apocalypse nookie. He knows something the rest of them don't. I'm not sure if Ophelia was hooking up with him just to hook up with him or because he could get her the meds for her mom. Uh, Could be two different directions there, but, you know. Anyway, a few seconds too far ahead there, sorry. Yeah, as always, (laughs) that's kind of our thing (laughs) in all of our podcasts. It's our thing. It's like, yeah, we're going to tell you about this show, but here's the middle of it first. Oh, Oh. hush up, Harold. (laughs) I'm still caught on what happened when, because it was the whole episode was kind of a little series of vignettes like that that you know we're going off with uh seeing how you know each of the characters are kind of dealing with their little new surroundings and um 
and a day in the life, as it were, in the new, you know, apocalypse uh, safe zone. And, and you wonder kind of how much we don't get a real clear sense. People have kind of already accepted that there's the infected and then there's us and the affected are being killed or quarantined or whatever. Um, They're all being dragged off to this mysterious military hospital. Yeah, which is, you know, one of the things we get... Uh, yeah, like um, Salazar's mom there, you know. Uh, one of the other new characters, I forget her name, um, if you got it in front of us, is, is uh, someone who claims to be a doctor, comes in and um, realizes, uh, what's her name, Liza, maybe? Travis's ex-wife? Liza. Terrible Bethany advice. Exner. Dr. Yeah. Bethany Exner. Okay. Um, comes in, and, and Liza's been going around essentially pretending to be a nurse, I guess. Yeah. And helping people. She's got some medical skills, clearly. Trying to make, you know, people uh, comfortable and, and, and do all she can for people that are sick in the area. Because, surprise, surprise, now that the military has taken over, although there is security, there's not much else going on. They, they haven't brought in any doctors until the one we meet in this episode. And there's, you know, really no... Med Mrs. Salazar has not been given antibiotics yet, and that's obviously a bad thing. Yep. And, um... Foot still black. Mm -hmm. And so she's been going around, and and she's told this one family literally that she, you know, is a nurse practitioner, and has got her believing that she's, you know, an angel sent from heaven. And uh, this new doctor we meet um, takes Liza aside and you know compliments her on the great work she's doing, but then is like, I know you're not a nurse, <laughs> but will you pretend to be one still for a while? Because we kind of need you. Yeah, because, I mean, you got the sense more from the doctor than from, uh, well, Mr. Uh, National Guard, He-Man. There's a good scene of him playing golf, you know, uh, you know, just hitting uh, golf balls around and talking to Travis and just being kind of a real, not, uh, not so much a jerk, but just being, this guy realizes what's going on. He realizes the power that he holds now, and he's probably going to use it. You know. Douche nozzle. Yeah, he's 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 gonna be kind of the the poster boy for for bad weekend warrior, you know, military commanders that are now given an actual like army to to run and and people's lives in his hands, and he's gonna you know exploit it for all it's worth. I'm sure. Um, you know, if he lives long enough, I see foresee scenarios like bring me your daughters and shit like that. You know, this guy could definitely go like governor level wackadoo. <laughs> Um, but back to the doctors and Eliza not being a doctor. Uh, I, I think I got the sense mostly from that doctor that of how bad kind of and and I thought the actress sold it very well. Just very subtle hints of things are really really fucking bad, and we're not telling you all how bad it is, and we're probably about to bug out. I got a sense from you know the overall episode they're collecting research specimens basically, and are going to be like. Everyone else, best of luck, but there's nothing we can do for you at this point. The world is fucked. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Didn't you? I mean, no. I, I kind of got the, the sense that they were, you know, being left in their little zoo to fend for themselves eventually, that the, the army's going to bug out next next episode and and, be, and leave people behind. Maybe. But I don't know, I've, maybe I've seen too many outbreak movies and shit like that. Uh, because this is usually, you know, or eventually it gets to the point, well, we can't save these people, so we should bomb everything. You know. Well, Chris finds, sees a, a, a flashing light. He's, he's up on the roof doing his video 
video diary. Mm-hmm. Um, another house burned last night. This is better than television. And, and he pans over to the scene on the hill, and there's this flashing light from an apartment building. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, there's somebody alive out there. Travis doesn't listen to him. He shows Maddie. And what's she do? She cuts the fence. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Maddie's... And the... she runs out into the dead zone, and she sees a horrific display of dead bodies and the memorial wall of all the missing and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. And there's obviously people that were shot that weren't infected. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's she's... There goes her innocence. Poof. Yeah. Um, and she can't go back and tell Travis because Travis, in the words of Chris, would throw the military guys a parade if he could. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so. Travis is kind of, even with the douche nozzle, you know, kind of landed on the line of how things, you know, this is my world now. So she goes back and she tells Daniel what she saw. Yeah. And he relates the story from when he was a kid growing up in El Salvador. Yeah. The uh, military took away a bunch of people and told his father that everybody would be okay and they always come home and then found all of the bodies yeah he's like they, floating they came in the home. river yeah they came home all at once and i i just i blurted out like you know but yeah body bags and then I, I didn't even expect what came next so that was you know great uh and, and it's it was an echo of what tobias said when things happen it's going to happen very quickly yeah, be prepared yep yeah, yeah. so daniel saying the exact same thing that mm-hmm. schoolboy tobias did yeah. um so where we which i had hoped originally that like the signal from you know the dead zone was maybe tobias trying to get a whole you know doing the whole flashy mirror morse code thing or something to try to you know meet other survivors but we find out later that it's just people being shot for whatever reason (laughs) well that's that's it was the flashing mirror of hey i'm out here i'm alive right oh until travis goes up on the roof and and actually sees the flash and then sees the muzzle flash and and, yeah the the military and they decide they have to go yeah (laughs) liberate the survivors there goes his innocence Mm -hmm. so yeah um, we hope at least because travis is as we said last episode has been a little too Two party line, and you know, even he's he's all he's the one out running, waving at neighbors, and he's like, "Oh, life's back to normal. Army's here, everything's cool." You know, they've got this shit handled. <laughs> the soldier calls him Mister Mayor. Yeah, so, and yeah. nobody, nobody, nothing is handled, and that's what that's what Madison, simultaneously being like one of the smartest and stupidest characters in this show, because uh, there's no way she should have survived that little camping trip, really. <laughs> Especially, I mean, when she saw the National Guard roaming around, too, you know, and, uh, yeah, I would think that she would have been... And when everything's normal, because Nick's in the pool, and Madison is repainting the living <laughs> room, and, the, and and Travis is out for a jog, and lull you into that false sense of security. <laughs> well, she had to repaint the living room because there's still stains of Mr. Bob yeah, on, yeah, on yeah. the wall. But, yeah. And if we hadn't seen the other show... We might think that, oh, you know, a few a couple episodes left, the Army's got things handled, show's almost over, apocalypse averted, um, because the little dead zone there, the six-mile you know, perimeter or whatever, is, is pretty clean. There's no walkers there. They, they've really gone in and, you know, there's no nothing there, um, <laughs> but you don't you don't see like there's a problem yet you know the 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 world is not overrun with the walkers or the infected yet no it's not but when they said that they were going to take mrs salazar and daniel could go with her you know you thought oh well all right 
And then they come busting in in the middle of the night and yeah. they take away Nick and not Daniel. And, and even Daniel, when he, he was, you know, he got them to agree to let him go with his wife, which they're, they're which just like, I'm oh, not yeah, coming of course. Back. Yeah, he, he told Madison, you know, you've got to take care of my daughter, basically. Yeah, I'm, I'm going, but I'm not coming yeah, back because seen, I know how the story ends. He's seen this movie before, yeah. yes. <clears throat> and, uh, but, yeah, and I was surprised. I wasn't surprised that they took Nick, but I was surprised that they didn't grab a Daniel too, but as I said, I think uh, well, Nick, we, we should go back and uh, Nick uh, early on in the episode, you know, mom offered, mom found one of the pills that she had gotten for him to help with his withdrawal, and uh, he's out chilling in the pool, you know, what I thought was a dream sequence, um, and you know, he's just like, no, I'm good, uh, I'm kicking him. I've decided to kick, and uh, then of course we we know that a. Uh, uh, that wasn't the case when Nick literally goes under the bed of uh, the the man that uh, Liza's helping to take care of and steals his morphing drip on him. <laughs> Shares a dirty needle with with a guy who's dying. So well done, Nick. Ding 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 ding. All right, phonus interruptus. Sorry about that. Whether you know about it or not, who knows? Uh, so anyway, you Nick has taken to stealing the morphine drip of uh, one of his neighbors and pretending that he's kicking you know, Oh, good, Mom. Yeah, I don't need his that habits, anymore. Which, um, Mom, I thought was a little sharper tack than that to just buy that from well, him. Well, she's sitting there holding the pillow going, yeah, I don't quite believe you. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. And, uh, well, we find out later. Uh, Nick, Nick kind of gets busted later, which is, leads to his being taken away, kind of. Because uh, when the doctor comes in, I think she realized right away that he's still using. Your heart rate's a bit elevated. Yeah. And, and, well, you're a very attractive woman. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Wrong answer. No, yeah, don't. The doctors really don't go for that shit, Nick. <laughs> I've tried. They don't. They don't like it at all. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, so that, that, that supports my theory, too, that I think she's just collecting. She's supposed to be collecting potential infected specimens to be later poked and prodded and try to figure out what's going on because public at this point in a disaster of this is expendable you know we're just they're more about trying to save the the structure of the country than the people of the country uh, that would be kind of standard disaster protocol probably um but when madison finds out this was a cool little scene uh madison finds out that nick you know, has been lying about, because uh, he, he gets caught searching through uh, stuff to try to find more pills, and uh, she slaps the shit out of him. I mean, literally I thought that shit slaps was gonna splatter, the yes. shit out of him. I mean, you bad. have no idea what I, I mean, I, I was sure she, I was ready for her. I was sure she was going to at least smack him once, but she just kept going, man. I'm like, I thought it was going to be the one mom slaps you across the face, conversation is over, because I've been at the business end of those before um <laughs> I'm, I'm all for i'm old school i'm all for fucking beating your kids so call cps on me i don't have kids so ah, no worries um <laughs> bring it back now yeah but uh yeah she just keeps going man and, and by the end of it you're just like ooh, okay come on maddie bring it back <laughs> it's like he gets it he gets it <laughs> Yeah, mom has a little snapping uh, episode, and and it's because she just came back from her little field trip out into the apocalypse, and and she's just like, oh hell no anymore. You're you're not gonna, 
you know, you have no idea what's going on out there. Your 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 little junky problems are pretty much insignificant at this point. So Madison's definitely starting to get the enormity of things. Uh, she should have dragged Travis out in the wasteland with her, probably, uh, to wisen him up a little bit. But, but Travis gets his lesson in the closing scene yeah, up, yeah. Up, on, up on the roof. Mm-hmm. You know, there's 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 a flashing light that Chris was talking about. It's obviously not the sun. Um, that's muzzle flash and machine gun fire. Yeah. Oh. Which we don't know what's going on there, but we have to assume that whoever the survivor was might They're not no be longer. a survivor anymore. Or he ambushed the National Guard, and now he's the best armed fucker and you know in the place. Um. Liza goes away with the guards, um, which I thought was pretty alarming, and doesn't even say goodbye to her son. But the doctor's kind of like collecting her too. I think that's why. I'm, no, I need you. I need your help. Um, that, that's why this is my. This supports my theory that they're bugging out and that they're like grabbing useful people and research subjects, and the army is going to a stronger base somewhere because there's probably like a horde of infected walking in from Los Angeles that they know they can't deal with or something. <clears throat> I mean, while we're in this one little suburb, everything seems copacetic. And of course, you know, Lieutenant asshole goes to great lanes to, you know, remind people why they're the lucky ones and why they've got it so good compared to the rest of the state right now. I think Daniel put it the best when he looks at Madison and says, don't trust anyone. Yeah. And yeah. that's, that's just, He's he's lived this before. He was a child. Yeah, and, and yeah, don't don't trust anyone. And generally, don't trust anyone in authority. Especially, don't trust anybody in camouflage. Uh, yeah, yeah, because uh, they're they're the ones with unfettered power right now. You know that it's already to the point where the guy who's got the biggest stick is pretty much king, the <laughs> king of the place. <laughs> and apparently the walkers don't yet have the biggest stick. But I suspect we're going to see some, some military shenanigans in, in the next episode. And and probably that social structure going to hell. But it was even, there was even a break in Travis's facade with the next door neighbor who wouldn't come out. And, and Travis goes oh, in yeah, and says, done, yeah. says, what do I tell my kids? Yeah. Well, you tell them that it's all going to be okay. Yeah. Well won't they be able to tell that I'm lying? Yeah. And yeah. Travis didn't answer. So maybe his Pollyanna approach to all of this of everything's going to be fine is is just an act to try to keep people calm. Yeah. I mean, they're you know, you, we call him naive, but maybe the Pollyanna act is actually an act. Yeah, well, I, I see the... You just the, the, tell the kids, tell everybody that everything's going to be okay. And you, I see the validity of doing that in the apocalypse, because otherwise you just get a bunch of panicky people that, you know... Yeah, that, that's the great debate, though, is like, do you just play it all on the line? And that's the... Like, we were doing the trivia stuff during the show last night, and what was one question, is the military intentionally trying to keep people in the dark, or are they just... What was the, the other answer? Like, they just can't handle it, so they're just... Or they don't know anything, or they can't do any better, or something like that. Yeah, well, yeah, were they keeping people uninformed because they didn't know anything, or because they just wanted everybody in the dark? Yeah. And 80% of the people that answered said they were just trying to keep people in the dark. And I think it could be a combination of both, in that things are going so far out of control that, yeah, panicky people that you know are doomed anyway are just going to make your job harder. So you you let the sheep go to the slaughter. So you never tell the sheep Happy. that the slaughter yeah, is coming. No, there you go. No, no <laughs> screaming of the lambs here. Just, you know, keep them, you know, 
doped up and happy and, and, and give them, you know, warm showers every morning or something. I don't know, but... Yeah, I think that's what's going on. That I, was a very dark place. Come back now. What are we watching here? We're not watching, you know. We're not, Shush. We're not watching Leave It to Beaver here, honey. This is <laughs> Fear the Walking Dead. <laughs> the beaver gets eaten. Oh, you had to go there, you know, in this show. But. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, hi, so, yeah. yeah, Doug. I almost forgot about Doug, but he was this depressed neighbor, and, and Lieutenant Asshole grabs Travis and is like. Talk this guy down, or I have to take him down. Um, Actually, the the speech that the that of uh, you know that Sergeant Shithead, um, everybody stay happy, so I don't have to shoot you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he literally says this to a crowd, and you know, sorry, uh, joking, not really. Yeah, uh, <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> like Ew. yeah, everybody stay calm and happy, so I don't have to shoot you. Yeah. Well, okay then. At least we're honest. And see, if they had seen a zombie movie in this universe, that would have fucking scared the shit out of people, but they were probably like, oh, this guy's just fucking with us. And, you know, if they'd known what how it really goes down in the zombie apocalypse, then they'll, yeah, no, he'll really shoot you <laughs> twice if he has to. Doug uh, is distraught, and he eventually gets out and apparently decides not to man up for his family, and he, uh, we later find his abandoned car and have been informed that he was taken away to mysterious medical We found place. him sitting by the fence and we took him to the uh, hospital because... Yeah, we saw him gnawing on, on the mayor of Los Angeles and, and decided we had to shoot him in the face. Um, more we likely. found him sitting by the fence and took him to the hospital because yeah. we don't need nutbags scaring the other neighbors was the party line. Which, hate to be the cold bastard here, but that's the best call, really. I mean, you, crazy is contagious, especially in a situation like that. Panic is contagious. Go back to the guy, the original Walking Dead, that just started randomly digging graves. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, didn't, that didn't end you well either. You got that off the internet. No, I did you not. Suck. Why are we not in a, like... A casino in Vegas somewhere, counting blackjack cards with that memory. This is not a marketable skill. <laughs> yes, it is. Do you ever watch Rain Man yet? Yeah, it's a marketable skill. <laughs> I'm an excellent driver. I'm right. a very excellent driver. And these are not my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> well, not so much in the social aspects, but the gambling. I can see some potential here. Um, no. Anyway, back off that tangent. Told you that story to tell you this story. Uh, so, yeah, Doug's gone uh no tobias uh, this episode which he they better bring him back man because he was too much of a like him. I think tobias is holed up in the school no he's Tra- uh madison took her <laughs> took him back to his house mm-hmm. right yeah he's he's holed up in his basement uh, he's bugged with, out to the desert already or something school he's pudding and, and smoking and a blunt with art bell <laughs> he's, he wasn't he's no idiot he knows that civilization is not the place to be around at this time uh, you want to be close enough to a store you can raid, um, you know, or take a lot with you. But you but know. Alicia's growing up. Yeah. Um, you know, the the blow-up she had with Travis and, and Madison. Why are you standing fighting in the kitchen like a normal couple in a normal kitchen when this is not normal? Right, and yeah. And she goes over next door to Susan's house and she pulls the picture off the wall that she drew when she was like five. I yeah. love you, Susan. Yeah. And yeah. then makes herself a tattoo because Matt's obviously gone. Yeah, he drew a, a heart on her in Sharpie the last time they were together, and yeah. you see her with the pin and the India ink, yeah. tattooing herself. And she finds a letter from like Patrick to Susan, wasn't it? The, that the was, letter that Susan that wrote sad. to Patrick: "When you yeah, find yeah. me, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I just can't deal with this." And, yeah. <laughs> so she's 
It's it's all settling in on her, and I think she's going to come out. She's going to come out tougher than we're giving her credit for to start with. Well, I think it's a nice plot device, kind of that they're they're. The episode itself is about how much do you let people, you know, how much do you try to keep the illusion of normalcy when things certainly aren't normal, and you know we we got to protect the kids. You know, there's a big running theme there uh, with Doug and everyone, and Alicia proves that you can't protect the kids. They know what's going on just as much as you do, probably more than you do, because yeah. you know they're the internet age and they've you know, uh, you know they're used to fast things going on and, and they're used to adults doing really stupid things and fucking up their world too so um so yeah the kids aren't aren't being protected at all and so it as they have in the walking dead proper you know eventually you just have to decide to be like okay we, we gotta stop whitewashing you know all this and putting it through rose-colored glasses for the children and start teaching them to shoot <laughs> you know it's like it's time to get down to brass tacks here and and abandon, you know, the society you think you're going to be able to salvage and learn to live in the society that you're now dealt with. So I, I don't know <laughs> where, where Moyers is going to turn out to be, so the the soldier with the golf clubs. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's been in action before. He's seen this. I don't know. He... Uh, I don't know. I don't you know. Do you think that they're going to just grab, wrap up and, and take off? Yeah, that's that's gonna be my running prediction. Is that there's eventually gonna be like the military is needed elsewhere. Here's some supplies. Best of luck to y'all. And and basically, right, I I think they're collecting research specimens and like useful people for where they think they're gonna be safe. You know, take it, take them all to the fucking Fort Zombie and uh, try to hole up and save what's left of humanity. Because that's how it always goes in this shit. It's like. The people at top will gather, you know, the people they think will help to keep the power structure, you know, and uh, fuck everyone else because you're just mouths we need to feed. <laughs> and the less of those there are, then the better. Uh, so I don't know. Yeah, I think we could, you know, potentially at the end of this series see like someone nuking Los Angeles because that's the only way to save it. <laughs> we had to blow up the city to save the city. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of my prediction that the. That they're either going to get really nasty, and I mean, the potential is already there. The, the lieutenant asshole type is is in every zombie movie down the line. Basically, you know, he's the cliche uh, military guy that gets corrupted, and and maybe they'll do a different twist. Maybe he'll end up being a hero. Um, but yeah, I guess that's my prediction that the army's eventually gonna gonna bolt, and that's why she grabbed Liza to. Cause I don't think the doctors are coming back. I don't think any medicine is coming back. I think they're marshalling their forces and probably said the Art Bell nightmare Alex Jones will happen next episode where they're just gathering up. So, yeah, they just start taking shit from people and being like, well, we have to take these to the secure zone. And so, I don't know. What do you think? That's that's my prediction. It's just Chris is watching his mom get on the truck and she didn't get a chance to say goodbye. I don't know. Yeah, that was a little fucked up. I don't think I'd buy that because I, I, think, I think that was kind of lazy writing. Because I don't think Liza... Liza is one of the people that is kind of tuned into what's going on. I don't... I guess she's going away with believing the doctor that she's going to have a chance to get back to her son. But I don't I don't believe the doctor. You know, do you? <laughs> I, they're, they're taking away anybody. They're taking anybody out of the camp that could potentially die. 
and change. I mean, they took Nick because he's a junkie. I don't see Griselda's it right now. foot. They're they're cleansing the camp. Yeah. And yeah. It's, I th- I think they're taking research. Well, that's, no, that's I cool. think they're taking out. Um, well, I L- think she Liza found out. Personally, ratted out Nick. Yeah, I mean she. Yeah, and I think she and they, they don't know shit about the disease yet, probably. So this this doctor's probably like, you just shared a needle with a guy who's probably gonna end up a walker. They may know that we're all infected already. I don't I don't remember what the the timeline was. They didn't was on know that. that Nick was stealing the morphine drip. Didn't they? I no. thought they busted him for that. No. No. no My they mind did just not. makes up things. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, well, I would have wrote it this way. So that's how it happened. Head cannon, I think they call it. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it's a nerd thing. Uh, you'll get there. Uh, anyway, where were we? Yeah, so uh, at the end of this, so we've basically got uh, yeah people being taken away and nice, secure, little gated community, which is going to fall apart rapidly. And absolutely zero zombie kills this week, or human kills even, for that matter. Yeah, I think Eliza, Eliza gets in the truck because she feels like, you know, these are her patients, these are people she's been taking care of. And the final straw was when they grabbed Nick, too, as well, I can make sure that he's okay. Yeah, um, yeah. Because the, the mom packed, we have to take care of the children. Yeah. So and she's in the position to go and take care of Nick. Yeah, that's definitely admirable. And, and the, the, yeah, there's there's a lot of people being separated and that will obviously have to... Even the promos were like, you know, we're going to go get them back. I don't know how the fuck they're going to pull that off. but Because uh, I imagine they'll be in a very secure military facility by next week. Um, so this is maybe where super guerrilla fighter Daniel comes into play and he's going to go get his wife and and Nick back I'm seeing that possibly happening Um, so yeah people will probably gripe "Ah, no fucking Walker kills this week but I thought it was one of the stronger episodes actually Mm -hmm. I thought it was some good build up not a lot happened but it it definitely set the and they jumped ahead I was a little disappointed by kind of the nine day jump at first no, the, the nine day jump cleared it up because it gave people the chance. We didn't have to sit through it. Yeah. The people would see what's going to happen. Why are we here? And and they're, they've had nine days to get used to living in the hamster cage. It's a good kind of point of view thing, too, because we're only seeing right now as much as the people in that town have seen. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's no outside news coming in at all, really. It's like all filtered through National Guard News Network now. Uh, which is the way it is in a lot of these there, disasters. There is no news from anywhere else. Yeah. And they're all in the dark. Which, I mean, when a disaster happens in the U.S., and we get to watch it on CNN and shit, you know. Until the power goes out. Well, we do, but I mean, the rest of the country gets to see what's going on, but the people right in the thick of it have no fucking idea what's going on outside of their own door. Nope. And they sold that very well in this, and they sold the attention very well, you know, just from the... And the... It, Hopefully I don't overuse it, but the exposition by Chris doing his little video diary is a great way to, to feed information to the audience, you know, as long as you don't overuse it. Uh, so, yeah, I actually thought one of the better episodes, uh, not a lot of action, but I think that's going to be remedied. I think things are going to be turned up to 11 after this, pretty much. Uh, things are going to go downhill quick as they say kudos to madison week. for finally slapping the snot out of yeah, that was that was one of the better scenes man and that 
I suspect that the, the junkie Johnny Depp uh, actually had some real bruises from that because that actress seemed like she she was meth- she was what the hell on happened that to your shit. face? Should I go yeah. get mom? Yeah. No, mom. Did yeah, this. don't get mom. Please don't get mom. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's two episodes to tie this up, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's it's getting <laughs> the the slow boil is is starting to bubble around the edges. Yeah, and and the it has I think it's already been confirmed for season two. They they cashed their chips in early on this. Um, so I'm assuming we'll get a nice big cliffhanger at the end of the... Of course we will. end of the run. Um, even though I guess uh, viewership has been dropping, but still in pretty good numbers. And I don't know if this one... I, I mean, the Labor Day break probably didn't do it any favors, but I think a lot of people are still watching shit online like we do. and So that shows up in the numbers eventually, too. Yeah, it, the, the live run isn't... Is is dropping some, but yeah. it's it's still got the viewership. Oh yeah, and they're you know got to take into account the DVR people. Yeah, I don't see it ever dropping. I mean, you got six episodes. You know, people are going to pretty much stick that out whether they're enjoying themselves or not, just to see where it goes. I do. I've watched I watched all seven seasons of Friggin' True Blood. You know, <laughs> so I'm a completist that way. Yeah. <laughs> but. Fear the Walking Dead, episode four, not fade away, but we know that's not going to be the case. Everything will fade in L.A. I am Scott, and she's... I am Sarah. And bye now. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Mindless Dribble with Scott and Sarah. Please return your brains to their original upright position and exit to the left of the podcast. If you'd like to keep us talking, throw us a topic suggestion, or just say hi at mindlessdribble at yahoo.com. Mindless Dribble with Scott and Sarah is produced by Scott McGregor and Sarah Tonin and is part of the Two True Freaks podcasting network. No animals, children, or little old ladies were harmed in the production of this podcast. However, male co-hosts are subject to mild violence and excessive snarky criticism. Bye-bye. We were finally invited aboard one of these spacecraft which landed near Ann Arbor, Michigan on October the 24th of 1954. This is a drawing of the craft. As I was leaving the craft, the commander, Soltek, said, soon others of your people will be able to have an experience similar to this.